Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Warp Lords podcast. My name is Mike Danger Votor. I'm going to be your host and your dungeon master uh, through this series. Um, a little bit about me: um, I am the artist for the for the tabletop game Warp Lords. Um, I am from Philadelphia. I am an avid uh, an avid sports fan and a video game enthusiast. What? The Flyers aren't a sports team. Did the Phillies I, certainly aren't. I mean, I'll agree with you on the Phillies. I'll give you that one. Um. Anyway, I'm going to be your your host and your dungeon master uh, for at least part of this podcast, uh, at least through what I'm doing. Uh, today, I am joined by Jared, Mike, Dylan, and Graham, who are going to be the players through our first campaign. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about you. Hi. Hi, Jer- Hi, Jared. Hi. <laughs> okay. Hey. I wanted to hop in first there. Uh, you were first. I did say your name first. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. you're in there, bud. Hi. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jared. Uh, I laugh a lot, say a bunch of uh, strange things in funny voices, and it's kind of annoying at times. I do the uh, music for Warp Lords. So if you hate it, fuck you. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just take two. Take one was much, much nicer. <laughs> I like it too more. Uh, really bringing the authenticity forward here. Yeah, well, you were like, just really just cut out all of the garbage. So I just jumped straight into it early on the hay. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> cut out the garbage straight to fuck you. <laughs> I mean, take out my garbage i dare you yeah that's it's pretty early they're like oh sure i'll I'll try this podcast and then like 10 seconds in they're like fuck Fuck you you. oh god (laughs) wow (laughs) goodness i thought this was family friendly entertainment well that was never was never agreed upon advertised (laughs) my name's mike and uh I am also playing the uh the Warp Lords game that we were playing here. I never played Warp Lords before or really any other tabletop RPG game before this game. Um and I'm the guy who edited out a lot of the fuck yous that you just heard. Uh you heard a few of them, but I cut out a lot more. Uh that's some fucking bullshit. They edited no, he edited him in. He's a fucking asshole. I never said anything bad. <laughs> no, he said lots of bad things, and and I'm the one who edits all the stuff. All right. Uh, well, I'm Graham, and I'm technically the executive. I I don't remember what the title is. I edit the tabletop game. Editor, I believe, is your official title. Sure, or chief editor. That's uh, it was it was too. I don't remember. It's on my resume somewhere. Um, and much like Mike, this is my first experience with tabletop RPGs too. I was always interested in them and just didn't care about all the bullshit. And then I played this one once several years ago with with Danger, as a matter of fact, and Dylan. Was I there? Yeah. You were not. I don't think he was. Was he? Yeah, uh, it was It was you. I was playing Craig. You were playing oh, shit. Dave. Jake was there. Um, Anil, uh, uh, this was Anil, and then John Salamander, and then Emily had the Dolahan. I forget its oh. name. And Jake kept okay. copying okay. me. It was like, stop copies me. Stops copies me. 
Yeah. The, the less said about John Salamander, the better. I. That's why I did not say any more. <laughs> yeah. John Cena jokes. That kind of clicked something into place, and I enjoyed it more, and I was more interested in continuing to play it than any of the other tabletop RPGs I'd been intrigued by. Uh, and now I'm here part of this team, and if there's a joke that is either really mean, or your first reaction is, what the fuck? It's probably because of me. So yeah, fuck yeah. you too. <laughs> <That's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Dylan. I created this game in 2010, and after about five or six years, I got a version of it working because I ran into danger at the mall, and he was like, hey, I'll do the art for your game. And I was like, cool, I'd better get this fucking thing working then. And then, yeah, here we are. Here we are now making it work. It is working. Yeah. The real story, guys, that was actually fake. What happened was he was sitting at home and Shia LaBeouf came out with that video where he was like, just do it. And he was like, man, I've never thought about it that way. And here we are. <laughs> wow, that's that joke was dated before you finished saying it. That Hey, man. That video didn't even come out then. No. That was probably closer to actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf in release, if anything. Yeah, probably. My favorite Shia LaBeouf is Cannibal Shia LaBeouf. So Warplords is a uh, D12-based tabletop role-playing game. It, uh, takes, uh, it takes use of an exploding die system, so there's a fuck ton of dice that can be rolled at any given time. Um, there are tarot cards integrated into the game. Um, Usually, if a tarot card is involved, some dumb bullshit is about to happen, or some really fun dumb bullshit is about to happen. It's always really fun dumb bullshit. It's true. Um, Warflords offers any player of any skill level to really jump in and quickly understand the system, and it's pretty free to do anything that you want, whether it be a good idea, a bad idea, or, you know, just a... Really, a really question, really questionable one. Um, yeah, perfect. Any any idea is explorable and possible with the system of Warplords. There are rules for doing your own custom skills. If there's nothing in the book that you want to take, and you got a good idea or a bad idea, and that's pretty much how the first campaign went. I had the rules for custom skills and the core mechanics. And we were just making shit up as we went along. So Warplords is actually a, a pretty quick and simple to master system. It uses what's called the Blackjack Grenade Engine, and it basically splits up combat and non-combat. So you have two rolls. There's the, there's the Blackjack system itself that's part of it. So you roll the one die, you try and either get under or your exact stat if you go over you fail the check so if you fail an agility check for example you may fall down a cliff that you're trying to jump over um roll under system yeah and then the opposed system so trying to trying to basically attack someone in combat jump out of the way defend yourself you have a pool of dice it works based off of your rank, running from E through A rank, and then you would roll either one or five dice from your uh, your dice pool. And that is how the basis of combat is formed from there. Exploding dice pools. Yeah, that's kind of the, the basics of the Warplord system. 
in Warplords, there are 10 stats that uh, kind of compose every character. There's strength, vitality, agility, intelligence, charisma, style, willpower, sense, magic, and luck. So with these 10 stats, those stats can go from 1 to 12. At a maximum of 12, pretty much on that first roll, all of your rolls are going to pass, and you're going to roll 5 dice. Now, if you have a 2, or 1 or a 2, you're on the low end of the spectrum. It's really hard for your character to pass checks, and you also only roll one die when you're in combat or, you know, doing any of those opposed rolls. So over time, as your character progresses and grows, you're going to be able to do a lot more crazy shit. Now, Danger, you said that uh, with a 12 stat that you roll 5 dice. How are the dice assigned based on the numbers? From 1 to 12, there are ranks that break everything up, rank going from E at the bottom of the spectrum to A at the top of the spectrum. So to break it down, 1 and 2 are an E rank, 3, 4, and 5 are D ranks, 6, 7, and 8 are C ranks, 9, 10, and 11 are B rank, and then 12 itself is A rank. And then starting from one end, you roll one die, two die, three die, four, five, four die, and then five die. So this is the part, I think, where I should pretend like I don't know how this game works, even though we've been playing this game for nine months now. We could say hypothetically that you're really bad and you just don't understand it and you've just been winging it the whole time. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be your role, Jared? Uh, hey, I mean, <laughs> uh, I like your role joke because dice, my role, how you like that joke hey, right there? It was great. Let me explain why it's funny. The fact that you drew attention, extra attention to it made it much funnier. So, Danger, yes. if, um, if my character wanted to, for example, um, investigate a, uh, a scene, like, how would I approach that? Because I know in, like, Dungeons & Dragons, there would be, like, a 20-sided die I roll, and then I add some numbers to it, and then we figure out whether, you figure out whether it stacks up to some sort of number that you've set ahead of time, and then we have to figure out what the, like, how successful I was, like, how would, yeah, how would my character um, resolve an issue, like, just looking through a room? Is my number bigger than the bullshit arbitrary number that's in the book? Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's it's way different. It's way easier. You roll a die. So just like in Dungeons and Dragons, you have a specific, you know, like you'll have a sense stat, for example, in, in, in looking for stuff. You'll roll one, one d12 against your sense stat. Let's say you have a six sense and you roll a five. Good job. You passed. You're able to kind of see ahead and see what's all, all around. If you roll an eight out of six... You failed. You don't see jack shit. It's dark in a cave. It's dark in a cave. Failed. Now, if you were to roll a six out of six, that is what is known as a blackjack. Uh, So when you roll a blackjack, it is an automatic success. Um, You essentially do the thing as best you could possibly do. Um, More or less, it's kind of like if, you know, you do you do some really cool extra shit. Sometimes I like to go a little bit over the top with, with sense checks and, and like if you blackjack a style check, you look really, really cool doing something or you'll like do an extra flip if you're jumping into action or something like that. But basically you're just the best. 
if you get a six out of six or like the logic is that if you're absolute dog shit and you have a one out of 12 the one out of 12 is the likelihood that you'll succeed yes exactly mr fucking sense sense tastic sensation and it's 12 out of 12 you'll just pass every single check ever and always you see everything notice everything and all the way down to the actual like curvature of the earth you're on or planet whoa, whoa, you're whoa, on. whoa whoa earth is not round let's not delve into that one all right <laughs> um, we're not we're not getting into this yeah because it's obviously flat yeah the earth is shaped like a pizza and it rests on the back of four elephants that stand on the back of the cosmic turtle. Duh. So what you're telling me, Danger, is that the, this works a lot like blackjack. Yeah, I'm, exactly. It's, yeah. Stay at the number or lower. Otherwise, you bust. Otherwise, you fucked up. Yeah, exactly that. That's where the term blackjack comes from, because it works like blackjack. All right, guys. So I got a thought here. So blackjack <laughs> is typically a twenty-one, and we're rolling out of twelve. So wouldn't it make more sense to be a Jack Black? No, I mean we don't want to <sighs> bother him right now. <laughs> he's, he is busy. he's a busy man. He has a lot of stuff to do. He's about to be starring in Jumanji too. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. His, dude. his plate's quite full. Quite. Say my character was trying to shoot something, right? Yeah. With a slingshot? I like to imagine you with a slingshot as like a 12-year-old boy, and you just fucking <laughs> got a slingshot, and you're like Dennis the Menace, and you're trying to hit your neighbor. So yeah, that's the scenario right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> the scenario. So say there's a, there's a character that's very similar to a, yeah, to a shitty little young child, and he wanted to shoot somebody with a, with a slingshot. What would I roll there? So let's say your shitty child at most had uh, an agility, I assume, of two to three. I would say that you would roll either one or two dice against um, against the defenses of the person who you're trying to hit. Both parties would actively roll against each other, and whoever has the higher uh, roll at the end wins. If you're rolling against somebody else, like you're trying to trick an NPC, or you're trying to like hit him with a sword or some shit... Or if you're trying to not get hit with a fireball. Then you roll a pool of dice, anywhere from 1 to 5, and if you roll a 12, then it explodes, and you roll another die, and you keep going until it stops exploding. And whoever gets the higher number wins. It gets real fucky. So if you're defending yourself, you don't just have to sit there and take it. Yeah, unlike D&D where you have, you know, an armor class. And you just kind of have, have to take it. You have your static number that doesn't change, and if the enemy is really good, then you can just eat shit with a giant spoon. Yep. Whereas in this game, because of the explosions, somebody with a shitty stat has the potential to get lucky and overcome somebody who has a really good stat. Yeah, once again, making anything possible. Every character in Warplords also has a class, and every class has a subclass. So basically, as opposed to Dungeons and Dragons, which more traditionally, you would have like your rangers, your warlocks, and your wizards, your, you know, your barbarians and stuff like that, Warplords is a much more broad spectrum. You only have to pick between mage, priest, scholar, or warrior. And from there, it breaks down into subclasses that can cover a whole wide range of different abilities, and uh, you have the ability to pick skills from each subclass 
and you can make your character as specific and tuned out exactly the way you want it. No fucking around with levels. You just progress over time with experience as you play. You can also buy into the other classes that you don't have. So if you want to play, let's say, a character with the ability to use rune magic and etch it into a sword and hit people with your sword real good, you can do that. If you want to play a character that puts post-it notes in a gun and shoots them at people, and then the post-it note does a magical thing, you can do that. If you want to be a character that worships the goddess of stray cats, you can do that. Can you be a character who shoots stray cats out of your gun? You can do that. I Fuck, can I remake my character? I want to make the, the cat shooter. <laughs> Eat my strays. <laughs> my catling gun. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. I mean, it could be a worse idea. True. This character seems like it at least has some functionality. But the point is, in Warplords, you can do stupid shit. I hope someone makes that character. I hope someone listens to it and it's like, first character, making it. It's fucking that one, Catling Gun. Now that we've talked a little bit about the rules, why don't you go ahead and fill our listeners in a little bit more by explaining who you're playing, what they're about, and a little bit about their abilities. Well, I feel like Jared should go first after he just realized that he made an awful mistake not making a character that shoots cats out of guns. Uh, yeah, so for for this game, I decided to play a character named Johnny Law. Uh, I thought it would be really funny to make a character based off of, like, cop, buddy cop action movies. I don't know, it just seemed really funny to me at the time. You know, have someone around, like, I'm getting too old for this shit. But then just being the young gun idiot, uh, decided to make him a Tengu, which is a bird race. And then the thought of a bird cop was even funnier to me. Before the game starts, he gets kicked off the force, uh, of course, because that's always how it goes. Unfortunately <laughs> for Johnny, uh, he didn't get brought back on the force. <laughs> uh, it kind of just like went out from there in ways that don't really tie in with tropes a lot of the time. He comes from like a cop family, thus the last name Law, with his brother, Marshall Law, his father, uh, Shangri-La. And his mother, ooh la la. Uh, <laughs> in the game, he has a stun baton and a gun, and he's frequently found drinking bird bin. Um, his drink of choice to try to drown out the bad voices. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a malted whiskey. It's preferred among the Tengu. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he makes a lot of bad decisions. And uh, he's just uh, constantly, constantly trying to to find a way from away from his demons, his bird demons. He's a detective with the worst senses you could imagine. Oh yeah, he's a detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. I just kept. Well, yeah, you mentioned getting kicked off the force, but you didn't mention that he was a detective. I mean, he wears a fedora and like you know one of those fucking dusters and a suit, but he's he's always smoking. Always has a always has a lit cigarette. It's a classy guy. Classic, uh, classic cop movie type thing. But a oh yeah, and he's also a bald eagle. So if you were picturing like some kind of 
crow or something. Nah. It's basically like America. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Just like America. Uh, the character I made is, uh, his name is Mr. G, because I use this really creative idea for his backstory where he wakes up and he doesn't remember anything. So he's got amnesia and... What what did we settle on, Danger? Was it was it that he had a piece of paper in his hand that only had the letter G on it? Yeah. Yeah, so he wakes up in a hospital. He doesn't know how he got there. He names himself Mr. G because the only clue to his past is that he had a piece of paper in his hand that had the letter G written on it. Um, but he also starts compulsively building inventions out of trash. Lives in the slums of New Gensokyo, uh, just making his way through life, um, eventually learning that he's actually really good at building things out of trash. He works in some sort of, like, future fantasy sci-fi trash disposal place. Um, oh, he's a garbage man. Yeah, he, he kind of sorts the garbage. He kind of pushes... Mr. Garbage. <laughs> he does the sort. Basically, there's large piles of garbage, and you can't fit that much more garbage on top of piles, so he kind of has to, like, flatten those piles out. So more garbage can go on top. And he takes some stuff home with him. And sometimes, yeah, instead of flattening the garbage, he takes the garbage and repurposes it. So, so Wally. Yes. So Wally with amnesia (laughs) (laughs) and not a robot to his knowledge. Yeah, he takes the garbage home and starts building stuff out of it. He's also a, uh, he's an elf-like race that uh, exists in Warp Lords, which is... I'll say this again in the future. It looks like it's pronounced side, but it's not. It's S H I D. Wait, no. S I D H E. And that's pronounced she. It's pronounced she. She, yes. Celtic elf, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a a Celtic elf. And uh, (laughs) he starts building stuff. He opens a shop. It's called Mr. G's Emporium, 50% off. Everything must go. And, uh,. I don't know. He's hoping that that business is going to do really well in the future. We'll uh, we'll see. Before things happen. <laughs> uh, so the character that I'm playing this time around is a human male named Dennis Stanson. And around the time that I came up with this character, I had watched through the Mighty Ducks movies uh, and decided that the Iceland coach in the second Mighty Duck movie is exactly what I wanted my character to look like. So I took that and just decided that that's who I was going to play. But instead of being like one time kind of good at hockey and a really, really evil coach, now uh, Dennis Stanson is really good at talking to people. So the, the class I'm using is a scholar. And most, if not all of the abilities that I ended up taking are focusing on being able to talk to people. So I'm not really going to fight traditionally, but I am going to use words and talking in the same capacity as if I were fighting. And so what you're going to say is you're going to try and weaponize words. Well, I've said that like 20 times already, but nobody knows that. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) In the future, you will hear me say weaponize words about several thousand times. Uh, I'll say it as often as Donald Trump says tremendous. But what would Um, happen if someone threw you a beach ball? Procure a hockey stick from somewhere and break it. I would have to pop it. I mean, he crushes it with his hands. (laughs) If we're going to be true to D2. 
True, but I we're we're not. He's not literally the coach from Mighty Ducks, Jared. He's just wait. Are you serious? Like this whole time I was imagining his voice and everything. You asked me that before, and I already told you this like months ago. Yeah, but I didn't believe you. I thought you were kidding. No, this is what this is where it came you from. You lost it for me. You lost it for yourself. I can't do their accents. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is. The Iceland coach is actually what I based it on. That's that was real. <laughs> I'm just um, gonna come in with Gunnerstall. <laughs> he's got a real good shot, but I always go glove side because I'm fancy. Well, that's because he's fancy. That's because <laughs> he's fancy. Let's remove the triple deke. Oh, cat the. Oh no, Julie the cat Gaffney. There you go. Mm-hmm. Got it from Bangor, Maine. Uh, so unlike. The the coach in the Mighty Ducks, Dennis Stanson's backstory is a little less. Grr, I hate hockey, and I'm gonna take my anger out on other hockey players, and more. Uh, Dennis's parents were pretty great philanthropists, and his goody two shoes brother, who he kind of hates but doesn't really hate, takes after his parents, and he hates that. He doesn't want anything to do with being good or nice, so he becomes a politician. You, yeah, <laughs> you went to a very prestigious business school, and you started off working for a like you you worked for a very um, well off man who taught you the secrets to business. Uh, opened your own business only to be ousted, and then you turned to the world of politics after uh, after you were shunned from the business world. It's crazy how failing at business makes you a good politician. But luckily, my my family's pretty supportive of me still. They could never hate you. They can't, but they didn't make me better. I still don't care about what they're doing, and I don't want to, but I've tr- I probably try a little harder to make it look like I don't care than I actually do. So I'm playing as Garfield, and I took an ability <laughs> that lets me eat as much as I want. Only You can only eat as much lasagna as you want, not everything. <laughs> There's this asshole named John that's always being a fucking piece of shit. I took an animal companion, but my animal is just a loser human. So yeah, uh, for your for real character, that's not Garfield. I am actually playing a cat, though. I am playing a tuxedo cat, which are those ones that have the black fur and the like white tummies and the little white paws. They're adorable. Anyway, I'm playing a tuxedo cat by the name of Monsieur Boots, who is French. Only he doesn't speak French or English very well. (laughs) He is really dumb. He has the power to transform into a skinny French boy, who he calls Adrien Gustave de la Pantoisienne. And he thinks that nobody can tell that it's really him. So he constantly tells people about his secret identity because he thinks that it's he's sneaky. And he's also the master thief, Jacques Rabit. But all he does is put on, like, a little eye mask and a hat and thinks that <laughs> nobody can tell it's him. Master thief. Don't forget about his best disguise of all, being a disappointment to his family. <laughs> <laughs> Not his whole family. His, his grandfather likes him. That's true. <laughs> But I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the future episodes. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll save that for another day. <laughs> so <clears throat> our party is yet to really meet up, but all four of them are citizens of the 
planet called Mecha Luna. Mecha Luna is essentially a hub world, more or less. Uh, it's very sci fantasy. There are three lo- uh, three large cities that are kind of the three pillars of the society. There is Stone Falcon, which is a sci fantasy themed city, uh, where both Monsieur Boots and uh, Dennis Stanson reside. It is the capital of the world, and it is kind of the biggest trade hub, and you can find pretty much everything you're looking for there. Um, there is New Gensokyo City, which is super futuristic, super technologically based, and very, very cyberpunk, very futuristic, and both Mr. G and Johnny Law uh, live and reside in New Gensokyo City. Uh, although none of our players come from the city, uh, there's a more fantasy-based city that's built into the mountains called Steel Spire that lies to the north. There are a couple of adventure guilds, so there are typical adventurers in most fantasy settings. Granted, none of our compan- or none of our players here are that. It's a pretty nice, low-key society. There aren't really many homeless people, there aren't many really many downtrodden people, even though there's a bunch of high levels of magic that are thrown around you don't really run into a whole bunch of murder hobos in this society you know it's a relatively nice peaceful society do you guys think there's anything else i should cover backstory uh wise about the planet the fucking dryads man i mean we're not going into that but that's (laughs) that's like your your town is the only town that consistently has crime New Gensokyo City is literally the only place that produces a fuck ton of pollution and a fuck ton of crime. We live in Detroit. Really, really bad cops. Yeah. I wonder why this shit gets worse. <laughs> and a lot of trash. Yeah. So that me- Mr. G can flourish. Yeah, G's, G's not concerned with the geopolitical landscape. He's mostly concerned in getting as much high-tech trash as he can. He's, he's concerned about the geopolitical landscape. <laughs> wow i want to die good that's how i felt saying it that's how good that was it, you could tell but at the same time it needed to be said <laughs> 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 okay if you need to hear that that's fine it helped me <laughs> <laughs> all right well if you've gotten this far in our episode zero and you're still willing to listen to the rest of this first off thank you thank you for listening and getting this far (laughs) i appreciate it please uh please be on the lookout for more episodes as they do come out uh we are planning on releasing weekly with our content we are a very low-key operation uh so if you are listening to this please spread the word if you liked what you heard hey that rhymed Spread the word if you like what you heard. (laughs) We would really appreciate it. We, once again, we're all doing this like out of our own pocket at the moment. And we are spreading it as much as we can. Friends, families, stuff like that. So if you liked it, you know someone who might, please send it their way. Spread it as much as you can. Tweet it out. We would very much appreciate it. Also check out the game we're actually playing. It's true. Please check out Warplords the Game. Once again, a lot of us are also involved in the game as well as the podcast here. So once again, you like what you heard and you like the content itself, these things go hand in hand. Please help us out, internet folks. Have a have a great week. 
be safe and uh, make good choices. Fuck you. Ah. <laughs> I suppose that's what I deserve. If you like what you heard, then spread the word. Come back next week and listen to a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Real life bard, Jared, everyone. I do the music. We did it. We did, guys. We did it. We made, an, we made a zero episode. Episode this was double zero. <laughs> We've made zero episodes. Oh, uh, we gotta keep like doing more zeros. Let's keep going back in time. <laughs> <laughs>